0: Welcome to another episode of Goddamn Liberals. In this episode, we try to cram less than two weeks of breaking political news into 45 minutes. Here are your hosts, Will and Robert.
1: All right, so we have survived what uh, almost two weeks since the uh, deplorable storm the Capitol. Right? Oh, no,
2: it's, it's only been it's only been nine days.
1: It, it feels like an eternity.
2: God, yeah, and we still have um, what is it the Is stuff supposed to start going down on Sunday? Is that what the law enforcement agencies were saying?
1: Is that the latest that they're going to come back into D.C. and try this all over again? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is there any intel that's being shared, or is the law enforcement, are they kind of keeping that close? Have you read anything?
2: Um, Yeah, a lot of it is uh, law enforcement has been keeping stuff pretty close to the chest, and then uh, news agencies... Uh, They've, like, they know more than what they're saying, but it's a good thing that they're not saying things because uh, essentially the terrorists want, they want news agencies to communicate the plans that they're aware of so that they can use that as a recruiting and an organizing tool. So I think it was uh, Washington Post explicitly said in their report, like, we're aware of additional details and we feel it's their duty to not publish those because that would endanger people.
1: And here we are, the third world country that Republicans have created out of the U.S., and this is still going on. Yeah, it's, it's it's just mind boggling.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, they like this was intentional. It's not. It's not like they can say they didn't know what they were doing. It's like, oh well, like like let's create a base that's easier to control. But the problem, of course, is when you. Realize, oops, this is what happens. It's be- it becomes really hard to actually step away from it, and that's when you get the reports. Yeah. So, like, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah and th- that's when you get the reports, like Republicans saying like they literally fear for their lives if uh, they vote to convict Trump because, uh, like, because of the base that they've again intentionally stoked.
0: Yeah.
1: So if we rewind a little bit, there's a lot that's actually happened over the past couple of weeks. Uh, yep. The president has been impeached a second time. And so um, the timing of this will be interesting because, you know, Georgia is sending two senators, you know, to D.C. over the next couple of weeks. I believe the state – that there was a deadline today, I believe, here in Georgia that the counties had to certify – those votes, and then um, I think early than next week, it's expected that the state will certify and, you know, send uh, Warnock and uh, Ossoff to D.C. And so the timing of all this over in the Senate, um, if everybody sticks together, there's enough uh, votes there to actually um, fully, you know, kick the guy out. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if Trump has left office, he gets impeached, he cannot run again.
2: Correct. Yeah, Yeah. he cannot run again, Uh, and then uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we normally do for uh, former presidents that he would not get. So no uh, $200,000 or whatever a year salary, no uh, Secret Service protection, Uh, like it's just sort of, it would be the nice, like, ultimate disgrace.
1: So that that's an interesting one about Secret Service protection. Um, I've actually put some memes out there that uh, you know the Secret Service was hiring for agents that are willing to relocate to Rikers Island,
0: <laughs>
1: up in uh, New York, for the the state charges. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's it's just something it feels like every day with yeah. this uh, saga from all different angles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now. Going back and specifically looking at uh, Trump and his ego and and what he was trying to do with uh, the Secretary of State here in Georgia, Mm -hmm. the phone call that made worldwide news that was recorded and leaked uh, after Trump was talking to Raffensperger here, Mm -hmm. um, and there was actually a uh, pronunciation supposedly, it's Raffensperger, I don't know if that's 100% correct, but it would be a bit ironic if that was actually the pronunciation of his name, because Republicans in Georgia like to purge people from voting rolls. Yeah. But that's a, a, a side point there. But what what do we think, other than Trump's ego, was he pressing? Because he wasn't even, okay, allegedly he wanted Purdue and Loeffler to win. Mm-hmm. But the phone call that I listened to between Trump and Raffensperger mm-hmm. um he was pressuring to change and find enough votes for trump to win georgia
2: correct yep
1: that that still would not have kept him in the white house though
2: mm-hmm. yeah, but it's uh like what matters to him i mean first off it wouldn't be surprising to me if there are if he had similar calls with other uh with other states officials so and then uh i guess the the other part is what matters to him is about is uh like continuing these conspiracy theories uh it's not about an individual it's not about an individual like legal win what matters is uh convincing his base that something is wrong and getting them to act on that
1: yeah and ultimately the republicans uh, you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot trying to spin these conspiracy theories here in Georgia that your vote's not going to count if you send it into the mail. They try to destroy the Postal Service. Um, You know, packages and envelopes are taking, you know, two or three months to arrive if they ever do. Um, And all of that, it still wasn't successful. Ultimately, the vote did not go in their way. And not only did they lose the presidency here in Georgia? We, again, you know, are sending two Democratic senators to D.C., yep. which has not happened in, I can't tell you when.
2: Before the Southern strategy?
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it, it, it's it's nice, and thanks to Stacey Abrams being a lifetime Georgian, that uh, your vote actually means something in Georgia now. Because for oh, yeah. so long, you know, everything was so red here in Georgia when – you know, allegedly Bush Republicans were, were running things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here we are now that, you know, I, was, I saw a post the other day that some folks are saying that Georgia needs to vote before Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Iowa is pretty much being uh, red here for the past, uh, uh, yeah. unforeseen future. And I think Iowa still even voted for Trump's re-election, right?
2: Um, I believe that's correct.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, go back to your your point there a little bit earlier. Uh, we have uh, Republicans in fear of their lives. Um, so this is, yeah. You know, to, to backtrack, I even called my congressman, you know, very louder milk, uh, gerrymandered into his district here in Georgia, when the raid was actually going on in D.C. Right. and asked, I said, you know, you are a conservative you know, Republican congressman. You've been that way your entire political career. You caused this. And to so it's, it's a day late and a dollar short for them to come back around and say, oh, no, 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 we, we didn't mean for anything bad to happen. We, we can't have violence or anything going on. But you stirred your base. Mm-hmm. And now you're afraid of them.
2: yeah like it's just what do you what do you think is going to be the impact of like years and years of oh the other party is destroying democracy, and oh, now they're stealing the election like it's just utterly unsurprising like what happens when people actually believe that is true, simply saying it causes real harm, even if you don't believe it yeah
1: it's it's just. Well, I mean, I feel like we should rename the podcast to Calling Out Hypocrites or whatever. But um, it's it's just mind-boggling that this is where we are. You've got um, Trump supporters actually haggling Lindsey Graham in the airport and, uh, you know, threatening him when, when he uh, even stood on the Senate floor and said that he was one of his biggest supporters the whole way through. It is just... Uh, it's crazy. And after all of that, um,
2: they have the, the goal to ask for unity.
1: Oh, yeah. So that was the excuse. So, oh, well, you know, we, we cannot, you know, um, impeach him now because it's just going to tear the country apart. Well, I think y'all pretty much did that on your own for the past four to six years, if not longer. So Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, it, and it's just, uh, it's completely, uh, it feels disingenuous when they still won't admit that biden was elected uh in an illegitimate election like after all of the court battles that like that the biden campaign has won after like all of this so oh, people are concerned they have yet to produce any evidence and yet they can cons- they continue to spin these conspiracy theories that biden is an illegitimate president and say oh why won't you come and join us
1: just. I'm not getting on the Titanic when it's sinking. So. <laughs> yeah. The, and if you follow the money, there's been a couple of uh, news stories around that. Um, many major uh, corporations, mm-hmm. um, they have stopped uh, contributing money uh, just altogether. I think yeah. um, some of them maybe have targeted some of these Republican uh, candidates that are mm-hmm. you know calling for um, you know allegedly unity. You, know, you know they start all this up. And then another story that I think that broke yesterday, the day before, that now there are all these Bitcoin payments that were spinning around going to these groups that were, um, you know, supporting, you know, stop the seal or stop the steal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think they traced it back to the Bitcoin mining going on in France, I think they said, oh. but uh, who knows where that's going to turn out.
0: Yeah, that's really weird.
1: You also got allegations that um, congressmen were uh, giving these uh, deplorables and terrorist, uh, um, you know, maps of the Capitol or walking them around and saying, you uh, know, nod, nod, wink, wink. This is where you'll find those.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, I Which, believe the the sergeant at arms was actually alerted while these tours were going on. That it was like, these are. Completely inappropriate places to be showing random civilians at this time. Like, uh, it's just like it just made no sense. And then it's like, who who were these congressmen that uh, like essentially participated in this insurrection by like giving giving these people exactly what they wanted to do this attack?
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh it's it's just mind-boggling and you know my family uh, you know I, I, I assume because you know we didn't talk about politics over the holidays the, the number of them voted republican and for trump um that's not how i was raised to act mm-hmm. like these people in this regime yeah i mean if if i would have acted like some of these folks are. I mean, suddenly here in 2020 and 2021 it's acceptable to act like just a deplorable idiot. Yeah. I I just don't understand how, how these folks can just turn a blind eye to, to all this regime that's pulled off.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, it just, it just goes to show that what matters is uh, who is doing it, not what they're doing.
1: Yep. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Um, you know, uh, the, uh, Biden um, watched some of his speech yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, going for, what is it, over a trillion dollars uh, to help uh, mostly attack uh, coronavirus and uh, help folks that are unemployed. Yep. Um, I assume that's helpful. Um, you know, we, it goes back to some of the stimulus payments. So a lot of people I even see on Facebook is, that, well, gee, thanks for the stimulus payment, but it's going right into savings. It's not Mm -hmm. getting spent. So hopefully, you know, the the money is going to go towards uh, folks that uh, really need it, that have been unemployed. They're maybe, um, you know, a a paycheck away from being evicted from their apartments. If I'm not mistaken, there is a provision, hopefully, to keep folks in their homes Mm -hmm. a bit longer if they're not able to pay. I think we have to do these things Yes. um, because otherwise it's – uh, I don't know what the there is no option B. You, you really have to do these things.
2: Yeah, it's it's not acceptable to have a system that just allows like millions of people to all of a sudden be homeless or not be able to put uh, put food on the table. Like that's uh, that's how countries die. It's um uh, if you uh, if you have if you create a large portion of your population and have them uh, like unable to satisfy their basic needs, that's and that is how people become radicalized. Uh, like, you have to make sure your citizens' needs are taken care of. It doesn't, like... Paul Krugman has a... The the Nobel Prize-winning economist, he has a really good uh, Twitter... Uh, Twitter thread on why... Like, essentially, it doesn't matter if we, like, do this spending on helping people during the pandemic. Like, not only because it's the right thing to do, but economically it makes sense.
1: So I wonder where our uh, fearless leaders are going to uh, to lie with that. So um, my, you know, congressman here in Georgia, um, mm-hmm. Barry Loudermilk, um, uh, for, for better or for worse, we actually uh, border District 14 in Georgia, which is... Where uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, I, I hesitate to uh, bring her up, but I, I I think she is, uh, you know, close to um, about deplorable, along with that bober lady out from Colorado, of all places. Um, but let's see if she has uh, what she's up to tweeting today, because she she definitely I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine this week. Um, she knows how to work the media mm-hmm. like uh, Trump does. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what comes out of her mouth. Uh, she doesn't care. It's it's just uh, stream of consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. bullshit flying out of her mouth 24-7. So her latest is that uh, supposedly on January 21st, she's going to file um, uh, uh, charges to impeach Joe Biden.
0: Oh. Now,
1: If you've been in office only one day, I don't know what uh, the actual reason is. I guess she is going to go back and try to bring up some QAnon BS. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, Um, she also tweeted about six hours ago she's proud to defend gun rights of all Americans. Mm -hmm. But yet um, she was uh, hiding in the bunker without a mask with all of her uh, congressmen. She has attacked Socialist Democrats um, for not wearing masks, and uh, these um, gentlemen look like they're um, pretty gay. So I guess she's actually going after – oh, wait, because I'm, I'm recovering from the, uh, the, the dilation here. She claims this guy gets it. Um, the best short explanation of what the Socialist Democrats are doing in the world with their COVID lockdowns, it's just an excuse to expand their power and make citizens dependent on the government. Let's watch. Um, Well, the gentleman I'm seeing is in a tank top and he looks Mm -hmm. pretty homosexual to me, but it's okay, Marjorie. It it just goes on and on. And and there's nothing in here that actually talks about helping folks. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't want to wear a mask. She... Just is oblivious to this pandemic that keeps on spreading i yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to take
2: yeah because it's it's just the return of the know nothings they don't they don't particularly care to be informed, they know that they get attention by saying things they know that saying certain things shuts down conversation, and they think that if the other side stops talking, then they've somehow won uh. Yeah.
1: Well, let 's talk a little more about miss Marjorie, so um, Marjorie thought that she was going to be able to write a check and win georgia 's district six so if we rewind a couple of years, mm-hmm. we must recall that District Six in Georgia um, has turned blue, so uh, Lucy Mcbath is now on her second term out of that district, and um, Karen Handel, who you know had one of the most expensive um, you know, uh, House races several years ago against John Ossoff. She won against Ossoff. Mm-hmm. Um, now she um, tried to take hand, um, uh, McBath out, who's the Democrat from District 6. Um, but in the primary, Marjorie Green actually um, was trying to primary Karen Handel. And I think somebody at some point sat her down and said, Marjorie, the math just doesn't work here. And you're, you're to cuckoo for this district that is basically teetering back and forth Republican and Democrat, um, you're probably going to lose pretty bad. So what does Marjorie do? She jumps over my District 11 because I guess Barry Loudermilk, you know, maybe sat her down and said, no, I've got this one. You, you don't need to uh, to come into here. And then goes to Tom Gray's district, which is northwest Georgia, District 14 up there, and decides to find her a district that she can win because that's a pretty safe, scary District in Northwest Georgia. It's pretty rural. It goes all the way to the Alabama and uh, Tennessee state lines. And um, but I have to call out some hypocrisy here because Karen Handel was going after John Ossoff years ago, trying to say that John Ossoff did not live in his district. And here we have Miss Marjorie Green jumping over a district to actually go find her a district that she can win. And she actually did respond to one of my Twitter feeds um, last year when I called her out that, uh, let's see, what was the happening around them? Um, but I called her out because her name is Marjorie from the uh, the famous uh, scene in Designing Women. When, uh, you know, Marjorie, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And she actually responded and tried to say, well, some sort of mess that, you know, too poor to vote Republican, and, um, you know, that that didn't make any sense to her, that you're just going to get poorer and poorer. Um, but she did shut up. She, she did continue on and argue back and forth. But, but this lady is going to be um, just scorched-earth nonsense coming out of her mouth, at least for these two years. Um, uh, it's, it's just going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. We, we did have, what, 10 Republicans all across the U.S. I know there was a guy up in uh, Michigan mm-hmm. that uh, I think this is his first term, and he actually voted to impeach Trump. Um, he says that he's scared for his life. Um, yeah. but if we look at his background, he is a uh, filthy rich, I call him Bush Republican. Mm-hmm. He has ties to the major... Uh, I think that's how you, from uh store uh, conglomerates up in the uh, the North Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he got his millions from his family. But uh, he, you know, drew the line in the sand and says that no, we need we need to impeach Trump. But of course, he's fearing for his life. There was a Republican in South Carolina, it was one of the ten mm-hmm. that voted, and uh, I think someone was at Arizona. So it's um, an interesting turn of events, and uh, I guess depending on the timing, if the Senate truly takes this up uh, and Democrats stick together, Mm -hmm. that we should have a fully impeached president second time around.
2: I don't remember how many votes it is to impeach Uh, in the Senate. Is it two-thirds or
1: is it 60? We need a parliamentarian to (laughs) help quote that, but uh, well, we'll see what happens. Um the other um, interesting point that uh, came up, so Trump was going to try to escape to Scotland. That was one of his uh, exit strategies, but the, um, I call her the premier of Scotland or, or whatever her title is over there. She says, nope, you cannot escape your uh, your exit from office to Scotland because you don't have a good reason to come to Scotland. Uh, yep. Golfing does not count. No. Nah. So uh, that was her response to, to Trump trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw a story today that supposedly he Trump is trying to make an early exit, that he yep. doesn't even want to be in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see what his uh, next plans are, if he's truly just going to move to Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. or where that's going to go.
2: Yeah, because uh, I believe cause Mar-a-Lago said that he could not use that property to live in, right?
1: Oh, and that's right. His neighbors down there don't want him.
2: Yeah, because uh, um, the the agreement that he signed said that he would not use it as a residence. So, like, we'll see. And then uh
1: maybe, leave, the, uh, maybe the Golden Girls house is available down there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you can have a nice lanai where he and Rudy can, you know, have three martini lunches, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
2: Biden had a good comeback when Trump announced he would not be at the inauguration, and he said like that is. One of the very few things I've ever agreed on with him.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he he would just act like a child and oh, you know, yeah. push people out of the way, and you know, he'd have to try to say something. And uh, mm-hmm. um, it, it it is very um, uh, enlightening now that we don't have uh, you know his Twitter feed anymore. It is quiet. Yeah. I mean, you've got the capital BS going on. You've got Marjorie Green going on. I think Donald Trump Jr. still has his account. But it's quiet. And I honestly say that the media, they're actually having to do more work because they can't just watch his Twitter feed all day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, they're actually having to go out and do real journalism. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, not uh, – just wait for you know twenty characters. He decides to spit out the next uh, two minutes. So, so we'll we'll see. Um, but on the angles of you know Twitter, uh, Google, mm-hmm. um, Facebook uh, doing these um, uh, censoring is what some are calling it uh, for the sake of national security. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how all that went down?
2: Oh, I just find it amusing how few people seem to actually understand what the First Amendment means. I mean the the First Amendment literally begins with the words Congress shall make no law <laughs> like um uh, uh Twitter banning Trump's accounts is not Congress making a law. Like these are the these are separate entities, uh but it's uh it's weird how many people think uh like they know the term freedom of speech but have no understanding what the First Amendment is actually saying.
0: Yeah. It,
1: uh, so we'll, we'll see what, what happens with all that. Um, I can't remember the Twitter ban was permanent or did they say until the inauguration?
2: Uh, the Twitter ban is permanent. For Facebook it's until the inauguration. Uh, then for, I don't know how long it is for YouTube. It's at least until the inauguration, but it could be permanent.
1: Yeah, and I think YouTube also, Google took the next step and said they were not allowing any political ads
0: mm-hmm. of
1: any kind yep. um, you know, yeah. through the inauguration. Because yeah. um, I, I remember seeing some very interesting political ads coming across um, YouTube, you know, kind of disguised as allegedly news stories that mm-hmm. they were just, you know, funneled in by the Republican Party and that regime. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be... Uh, Interesting to see how that works out. And then poor Parlor. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, a case study, you know, both of us having, you know, IT backgrounds of how not to run a social media giant. Yep. 70 terabytes of deplorable data <sighs> yep. from the parlor fallout. Number one, the hackers were able to get access to it. Mm-hmm. Somehow transfer 70 terabytes of data. I don't know, have Have you ever attempted to transfer 70 terabytes of data?
2: Uh, yes, um, but that's only because I have <laughs> access to systems that can write on the order of uh, multiple gigabytes per second.
1: So uh, the fastest that these cloud servers can do something like that, yeah. how fast could 70 terabytes of data be copied?
2: Oh, um, for them, because uh, I, I actually read into this attack. Uh, uh, it, it all came together in about... Like, uh, or it started in December, but it didn't really come together until the day before uh, Parler, uh, like, was taken down. Because, uh, like, really, the the hard part wasn't copying the data. The hard part was just um, uh, uh the way the data was segmented. So they had to uh, essentially individually send requests for each of the files, and there's so many files, it takes so long to like run one of these queries that uh, that was more the limiting factor
1: plus oh, so it was in some sort of massive database and they were yeah. pulling queries to do it yeah
2: because uh, I mean uh, I guess very very briefly the technical details it was kind of like if if uh, the, the posts were stored in a way where it was really easy to guess uh, like where like it was really easy to request any post you wanted from the server all you had to know what its ID was and and uh, they didn't ask for passwords or anything for this stuff, so anyone who wanted to could just pull it down.
1: But the other irony is that to, you could sign it for Parlor, as I understood it, yep. and then you could be a verified citizen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to be a verified citizen on Parlor, you were expected to upload a copy of like, your driver's license. Yeah. I just... I'm shaking my head. I mean, so, so part of the 70 terabytes of data are all these deplorables mm-hmm. uploading a copy of their driver's license to supposedly make this deplorable haven more secure, in air quotes. I...
2: Yeah, and then they didn't protect that information, like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, they didn't <clears> – <throat> they got all of this sensitive information – and then they utterly failed to protect their users. Like, just <laughs> – it's just
0: so, – yeah.
1: So Ms. Marjorie from Georgia, <clears throat> she tweeted, I think, last week sometime, um, just a screenshot of her ch- – because the, the a post in parlor was a parlay. Does that sound right? They, they had a little buzzword. I think they called it a parlay. So Miss Marjorie Green was in there last week trying to create a little parlay, and she took a screenshot and she said, "Well, parlor's not working," and she decided to tweet that out. And my whole commentary to that is that deplorables are going to need a lot of tech support over these yeah. past couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, to get accomplished what they uh, found so easily as, mm-hmm. uh you know weeks or months ago. Yeah. <sighs> I I just I can't. It's it's just so. It, and it's never ending. So mm-hmm. even when we end this, I and mean, we go back to the news state, there's going to be something else that oh, is, yeah. you know, coming from you know left field. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's other there's other services that are more robust. Uh, and uh, I know people have been like some people have been flocking to those. Uh, but it's uh, like hopefully that hopefully they will not become as popular as Parlor was. <sighs>
1: Alright, so what else has uh gone on that you can think over these past couple of weeks? I feel like we're missing something. Um
2: I guess uh I have a bunch of poll data that I that I've looked at on
1: uh Oh yeah, was it you was it you or somebody else was saying this was it down to twenty nine percent now?
2: What's twenty nine percent?
1: Uh Trump's approval rating?
2: Oh, uh I did not I did not post that. I did I have not actually looked at his approval rating, so I don't know.
1: So allegedly, it's like in the twenties, uh, you know, and it's gotten even worse after all this stuff happened at the Capitol. But what wow. were some of the other polls that uh, that you had uh, pulled out?
2: Yeah, you're you're right. It is twenty nine percent. Now, um, the polls that I was looking at, it's more uh, how Republicans saw last week's insurrection, and it's like, uh, let's see, it was um. Uh, it's things like half of Republicans said that, like half of half of people who identify as Republicans said that Republicans didn't go far enough to overturn the election results, which is like terrifying since that's after the insurrection. Uh, that 67% of Republicans still support objecting to uh, the electoral college certification and uh, like, uh, and then it's, there's a Quinnipiac poll it's uh, um, uh, 70% of Republicans said that the mob attack was uh, like people trying to protect democracy and only 23% of Republicans said that they were undermining democracy Democrats are very solidly uh, saying that yes obviously a mob attack on like the Capitol, as they're certifying the election results, are undermining democracy uh, but it's uh, like Republicans are still very it's it is somehow still controversial to the party whether or not such a thing is acceptable
0: I, I
1: guess when you have a uh, a, a regime that um, all they're worried about is winning and keeping power
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is what you end up with.
2: Uh-oh. Oh yeah, and the uh there's a CBS news poll that was interesting where it's um like a weirdly nuanced take of uh 73% of republicans said that the the attack was not an attempt to overthrow the government. However, 56% said that it was an attempt to overturn the election and keep Trump in power when it's like these statements are very obviously contradictory. The government ran an election. Countless judges have said that, like, there's not enough evidence of wrongdoing to do anything uh, to change the results. So it's, um, uh, like, the Republican Party very solidly believes, like, or at least the, the base very solidly believes that there was an illegitimate election, and it's on the Republicans, it's on the Republican Party members to, uh, like, like, who've allowed these lies to propagate.
1: And uh, to go uh, even further with that, here in Georgia, um, I think Kemp, the lovely governor here, and Kemp is getting scraped over the coals because he's got, you know, stuff coming from every angle. But um, he's now wanting to change the rules here in Georgia to get an absentee ballot in the middle of a pandemic. So presently in Georgia, you don't really have to have a reason to request an absentee ballot. You know, you you don't have to be of a certain age. You don't have to be in a certain occupation. You just request it, and it comes, and Mm -hmm. you vote through the mail. And they've even added all these drop boxes uh, around the state where you don't have to mail that in because, again, Republicans tried to destroy the Postal Service. So there was no confidence Mm -hmm. that if you mailed your ballot back, it would actually get there in time. Mm -hmm. So um, allegedly here in 2021, uh, they want to move the uh, the goal line again and mm-hmm. try to uh, stop. You know, uh, no reason for getting an absentee ballot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would like so
1: to
0: we'll,
2: claim we'll that see it's where for, that goes. Yeah, they, they they always like to claim that it's for election security, but they have yet to show any compelling evidence that that increases election fraud. Uh, no.
1: And even Raffensperger here in Georgia, he said they mm-hmm. found two dead people that voted.
2: <laughs> yes, what a what a rate of uh, election fraud.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, my, it's, it's it's horrible. We got to stop it, you know, two people that were dead voted <laughs> illegally and I'm sure they can go and trace back to the places that the ballots were mailed to. Mm-hmm. I guess if you need to get into like handwriting samples and I mean, have a field day with that. But it, it's not this widespread you know, BSO, the other thing they were talking about doing in Georgia too is they want you to have a copy of your photo ID to mail back with the absentee ballot. Now, let's backtrack here. To even register to vote, everything is tied together with the DMV. I mean, if you go to get your driver's license, it's like an automatic registration to vote if you elect in. So even to get registered to vote, you have to have had you know, or photo ID and driver's license and all this kind of stuff, which is even harder to get out because you have to take all these, you know, utility bills and real ID stuff. But in addition to that, they want you to somehow make a copy of your driver's license to put in with the ballot as well. And they think somehow that's going to help Republicans out.
2: Oh, yeah, just additional barriers mean fewer people vote and Republicans know that fewer people vote, the more elections they win. It's uh uh, and they're also upfront about this calculus. It's not a, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just always unsurprised because, I mean, they're, they're very forthcoming that this is their strategy.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, it, it's nice now to look at my elected officials and got two Democratic senators, I've got a Democratic state senator. Um my uh here in Cobb County, the uh chair is mm-hmm. now Democratic. Um my um chairwoman in uh, my district in Cobb County is also now a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um I got a lot more blue candidates. Yeah or uh, you know, elected officials here in Georgia, so it took a lot of damn work to get there though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 to thank all of the outside people, I mean, we were getting postcards from California, from New York, from all over the place. People asking you to to go out and vote, and you know, please, Mm -hmm. you get your votes submitted. So can't thank you know because I don't know that Georgia could have done it alone, you know, especially with these two centered races.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope Texas comes around soon. We're trending in the right direction, but I hope we don't have to wait forever.
1: Well, you've got Ted Cruz, who's really Canadian out there, by the way. Um, but apparently Canada doesn't want him back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. He's kind of laying low lately. What's the latest with Ted Cruz?
2: Um, yeah, after, after his speech saying that the election should have been overturned, uh, like shouldn't be certified at least, uh, I haven't really heard much about him.
1: Hmm. That's a shame. Bless his heart.
2: Yeah, apparently he will attend the inauguration, which is surprising since he continues to claim that it was illegitimate.
1: Maybe Marjorie Green will give him one of those masks that she keeps uh, conveniently wearing when it's only uh, to to give her more talking points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy times we're living in. I, I I can't recall anything that's you know, anything close to this on the, the 40 years I've been alive. So.
2: Yep. Yeah, just, just, uh, like long, we've got a, a long, or I guess a lot of people have a long three day weekend and then it's just two days and hopefully some sense of normalcy
1: will return. Yeah. And, and the other, you know, um, which I guess good irony, uh, Monday is an okay day mm-hmm. and all of the, uh, the stuff that, uh, Martin Luther King did through his, uh, and he was fascinated by a, uh, a white guy, as I recall, but uh, celebrating his birthday Monday and then leading into the inauguration. So that's just going to stir up the deplorables even more uh, yeah. next week. Yeah, You've got Delta. They're not permitting people to check firearms, yep. to fly the firearms into D.C., which D.C. has some of the most strict gun laws in the U.S., that's where a lot of these folks, you know, they didn't get them on the, uh raiding the capital or trespassing, they got them on these gun charges. Yeah. Or um, the the guy that was, um, this is either the Proud Boys guy or the guy that was leading the, um, the Stop the Steal, um, he's a convicted felon, but yet he had ammunition on this person. So they got him, you know, for, you know, you can't have ammunition. I mean, yeah. it's, it, but of course, you know, Walking in their shoes, they say, "Well, this is just all over." You know, uh, the government is just trying to suppress us, and yeah, I, I just can't anymore. <laughs> so, uh, where else? Uh, any other topics you can think of for this week's episode? Um,
2: I just, uh, have you heard the news about McConnell? wants to vote to convict Donald Trump?
1: Well, honestly, it probably will save him our attack. <laughs> um, I, you know, bless his heart, he's ancient. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. He had the black hands and blue lips. Um, it probably would, you know, not hit at this point. Um, he's not going to lose his district. He's been elected in, in Kentucky for how long? Yep. So, yeah, you know, bless his heart. You know, appreciate the extra vote.
2: Yeah. And I guess at least he sees it, but it essentially is, uh, yeah, what is that going to do to the Republican? What is uh, What is the Senate trial going
1: to the Republican Party? I'm
2: very interested to see what happens with that.
1: Has this faction, got, so there's QAnon mm-hmm. and that whole crazy amount, but this faction in the Republican Party, do they have a name? Because it used to be the Tea Partiers, mm-hmm. but um, does this new faction in the regime have a, a name for just you know other than being alt-right?
0: Um,
2: I'm not sure. Yeah, I've just. I mean, it's like there's Trumpers, alt-right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not.
1: I'm not sure. Uh, so I'm not sure they will come up with something.
2: Yeah, but it would be very satisfying if the Republican Party finally split over this and realized, wait, we don't actually want to be associated with these people.
1: Oh, and that that was the other irony, that supposedly Trump, this is from the UK news service, um, that Trump was unhappy because all of his supporters look like low-class people.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: So... I guess, you know, he's so used to being in Mar-a-Lago with the golden toilets and, you know, flying on Air Force One and everything, he he, he doesn't come outside of his bubble. But then you actually looking at those, oh, those are my people, and oh, yeah, they look low-class.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care about them. He wants, like, like he likes to think that, like, oh, the, the people supporting him are, like, good, clean, upper-class white people. Those are the people who want to be president, not people that like he wouldn't allow to use his own toilet like just yeah it's it's amazing that he's convinced these people that he cares about them when just like it doesn't even occur to him that these are the
1: people that support him
2: yeah
0: well
1: we'll uh, we'll see what happens and then you know his his lovely wife I think she, she and her people have I made the joke that because all of the First Lady's uh, staff, they've all resigned.
0: Oh, that's
1: very interesting. Um, and, and so I, I don't know if they're going to be working at the Four Seasons Gentlemen's Club <laughs> or what have you. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see where they turn up or if there's going to be a divorce or, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Trump's children will lose their Secret Service details so um, I guess they're going to be added to the uh, the fire pit with uh, no protection from all of the uh, people warning their heads as well. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was... Uh,
0: okay.
2: There was a article in the last few days about a lot of, uh, like, I guess, soon-to-be former Trump staffers complaining that they can't find jobs after being in the Trump administration. And it's like, oh, well, I have no empathy for you. Like... You participated in this administration knowingly and now no one wants to hire you because no one wants to hire someone who would have willingly been a part of
1: this. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine what their LinkedIn looks like and all their connections. Yeah. Um, But there will probably be some uh, lobbyists that will hire some of these people with their uh, deplorable connections. Yeah. Or can you can you imagine a lobbyist going to knock on Marjorie Taylor Greene's door and wanting to talk to her about something? I
2: yeah
1: yeah I just already what what else on this uh, chilly Friday?
2: I think yeah I think that's all I've got. I mean unless the Republican Party decides that like. Like until the Republican Party can say that Biden is a legitimate president, like there can be no unity or healing because they are still actively hurting democracy. Just I don't. There's nothing else I can say about that.
1: Yeah. All righty, we'll uh, get this one buttoned up. Um, there was. Uh, oh, I did get the. Uh, there's an email address now, and I'll. Um, I'm, I'm starting to. Uh, Use uh, Amazon Polly to uh, be our intro and outro, or outro. Um, but we do have a uh, feedback at gdliberals.com now. So if you happen to want to give that out for anyone that wants to uh, comment on an existing, because um, we were going to do healthcare this week, but with everything as we talked about, you know, from Messenger, um, with everything going on this past week or two, we can push that out maybe to the next episode because yeah. this was just too much. So. Oh, yeah, so kind of comprehend and pack into you know one little session here mm-hmm. all right we'll we'll get this buttoned up and uh, published out, but uh, have a good weekend um or hopefully you're you have a three day weekend
0: yep
2: yes, I do,
1: yeah, same here, so uh hopefully we'll stay safe and uh and uh, have a good weekend there.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Goddamn Liberals. We welcome your feedback. Please comment on this episode below or send us an email at feedback at liberals.com.